There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. I'm Lee. From the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Megas Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread America. Rock and roll, go! All right, guys, how's everybody doing out there today? It is what is today? Thursday, <laughs> February 1st, 2024. Woo! All right, second day on Rumble. How's everybody doing out there today? I hope you guys are finding the page. It's Don't Tread on America TV. You can follow us on Rumble. Uh, give us a follow even if you're not watching it. That just helps me out. You know, it's all about you guys helping me out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but for real, uh, help me out. Um, but on that note, it is a podcast, so if you, whatever podcast app you are following me on, please be sure to subscribe to the show, subscribe to the page, follow the show, share the show, whatever it is, a little plus button, a little follow button, whatever that button is, please use it and, uh, and follow the show. Make sure you're sharing the show. If you're on Apple or Spotify, guys, and you are so inclined, please hit the five-star button. That helps me out a ton. And, um, you know, it just helps out with the algorithm and all that stuff. If you want to leave a review, that's great, too, because then I will read those out to you guys and let you know what everyone else thinks about us, or about me, I should say. Just me. Just me. Anyways, so, and if you are on social media, guys, you want to follow us. We are Don't Tread on America on Facebook Instagram, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. Now, the Ticker Talker is mainly just drink videos, and today I got one for you. It's oh, it's water. So yeah, follow us there, and uh, we are also on the Twitter X machine at dtom underscore seventeen seventy five. And also, if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at dontreadonamerica dot com. And uh, guys, while you're helping the show out, if you would 
would be so kind to check out the merch shop. It's the, called the D-Tom Store. Check out. Link is on the bottom on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. You can check out. We got shirts and all sorts of stuff. Sweatshirts, T-shirts, you know, I, I don't know, shorts, all sorts of stuff. Swim trunks, you know, swimming season is going to be coming around the corner here pretty soon. Um, yeah, that just helps the show out, helps me with advertising, helps me with cost, and so on and so forth. I don't take any money out and put it in my pocket. I just leave it all for the show. And I think I think that's it. From all those situations, you can get in contact with me directly. And if you have any questions or concerns or comments or whatever, you can send them my way. All right, so on with the show. So I don't know how much you guys are hearing about this, but it looks like um, Representative Cory Bush from the uh, great state of Missouri is in a little bit of hot water. So uh, recently, she has been under investigation for um, for stealing because she's a dirty crook thief. No, I'm joking. I mean, maybe I'm joking. Come on, motherfucker. God bless that. I swear to God. So anyway, embattled squad member Cory Bush uh, blames right-wing folks for her troubles because, you know, we're the ones that are making her do this. But this is what she had to say about the situation. In recent months, right-wing organizations have lodged baseless complaints against me, peddling notions that I have misused campaign funds to pay for personal security services. That simply is not true. I have complied with all applicable laws and House rules and will continue to prioritize the rules that govern us as federal elected officials. In particular, the nature of these allegations have been around my husband's role on the campaign. In accordance with all applicable uh, rules, I retained my husband as part of my security team to provide security services because he has had extensive experience in this area and is able to provide the necessary services at or or below fair market rate. These frivolous complaints have resulted in a number of investigations, some of which are still ongoing. The Federal Election Commission and the House Committee on Ethics are currently reviewing the matter, as is the Department of Justice. We are fully cooperating in all these pending investigations. In September of last year, 2023, after conducting a months-long investigation, the Office of Congressional Ethics found no wrongdoing and voted unanimously to dismiss the case. I look forward to this same outcome from all impending investigations. Really? What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. It's true. So, um, essentially, the Department of Justice now has stepped in. Now, when the Committee of Ethics, what she's talking about, has done their investigation, this is a, a committee of her peers, committee of fellow squad members, fellow Democrats, and there's a microphone, that... Um, are doing this investigation. So it'd be essentially like you and your buddies, uh, your buddies are going to investigate you for, uh, you know, whatever. You honestly think your buddies are going to throw you under the bus? No. <clears throat> so the DOJ stepping in, which is interesting because she did say right-wing whatever, right? Well, I'm pretty sure President Dipshit is president for now, and it's his Department of Justice, the same 
Department of Justice is going after Trump. Um, even though she has been sticking to all applicable rules, um, Department of Justice is conducting a criminal investigation into Democratic Rep. Cory Bush for misusing money for private security. So, I'm going to, once again, play another clip from her. And uh, I'm going to make sure I have security she, because I now, know. Now, before I finish this, this was last, this was when the the ethics situation first come up. So this was last year. The She said the, the committee concluded in like September. So I think this was actually like July or August. Oh, I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I now keep in mind, this is also someone who is very staunch advocate for defunding the police. And you can just tell by her mannerisms that she she is way too important. She is more important than you are. And I end up spending two hundred thousand. If I spend ten 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 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up. And defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety. The wealthy should pay their. F so. If I got to spend 200000 or $10 more, if, if it's what I have to do, it's what I have to do. Okay, here's the thing, Mrs. Bush or Miss Bush or whatever the fuck your name is. It wasn't 200000 It was upwards of $750,000. Now, she's saying that she did not use any campaign money, which is a federal offense. Now... She is trying to make it sound like oh, I didn't use any federal tax dollars. Okay, that is probably true because you're not getting tax dollars to fund your campaign. Your campaign should be coming from donors, right? And it is unethical and illegal to use said monies for anything other than campaign. And I'll get to that all here in just a second. So... Um, do I want to play another clip from her? This was a written, written speech. So this was more recently. This was uh, the other day. I hold myself, my campaign, and my position to the highest levels of integrity. Lies. I also believe in transparency, which is why I can confirm that the Department of Justice is reviewing my campaign. Okay, so we know. Well, let me finish it. Spending on security services. The things she says it here. We are fully cooperating with this investigation, and I would like to take this opportunity to outline the facts and the truth. Since before I was sworn... Take this opportunity to outline the facts and the truth? Aren't those the same thing? No. ...into office. I have endured relentless threats to my physical safety and life. As a rank-and-file... Physical safety and life. ...member of Congress, I am not entitled to personal protection by the House and instead have used campaign funds as permissible as to retain permissible. security services. I have not used any federal tax dollars for personal security services. Any reporting that I have used funds for personal, secu personal security is simply false. Now, let me... Didn't you just say... Let me back that up. For personal security services, any re to, to retain security services, I have not used any federal tax dollars for personal security services. Any reporting that I have used funds for personal security, personal security is simply false. 
you just said you used ca- campaign funds. <laughs> am, am I am I taking stupid pills? Not entitled to personal protection by the House, and instead have used campaign funds as permissible to retain security services. I have not used any federal tax dollars for personal security services. Any reporting that I have used funds for personal security personal security is simply false. So. You just lied about lying. Right-wing organizations have lodged baseless complaints against me, peddling notions that I have misused campaign funds to pay for personal security services. That simply is not true. You just said you used the fucking money to pay for the fucking security. You just said it. This is the shit that fucking drives me crazy about politicians. You literally, and I know we shouldn't say that word, but you just said that I used that money. You just said it. And then she just said it, and in the same sentence, she goes back and says that she didn't do it. But you just said you did. Real quick note, she is also one who tweeted out last last year, March of last year, Donald Trump should not only be indicted, but she be convicted. He needs to be held accountable for not only falsifying his business records, but his blatant lawless attacks on our democracy before, during, and after his time as white supremacist in chief. So what what is that where does that leave you, Miss Bush? Now Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Guys out there, if you're if you're listening and watching me, uh, I can see no one is. But if you are, <laughs> if you watch this later, um, the role of the husband is to protect his wife. Am I wrong? I don't care who your wife is. I don't care if she's, you know, stay-at-home mother. If she works 50 hours a week. If she's a congressperson. If she's a senator. If she's the fucking president of the United States. Your job is to be the protector of her. So why would you then need to pay your husband to be your security guard? Which, mind you, she just married after after the fact. After all this investigation and, and all this stuff started to come about is when she... Um, you know, got married to this individual. I'm not saying it's a marriage of convenience, but it is conveniently that they got married. So here's a little background on Cori Bush, if you don't know. So she is a member of the U.S. House representing Missouri's first congressional district. She assumed office January 3rd, 21. Her current term ends not soon enough in 2025. She is running for re-election, blah, blah, blah. Bush was a 2018 Democratic candidate for Missouri's first uh, congressional district. She was defeated by de- in the Democratic primary. Uh, Bush was a 2016 candidate for U.S. Senator of Missouri. She was defeated by in the primary. So, awesome. How, how she magically got elected is beyond me. But here's some more background on who Corey uh, Anika Bush is. So, she is 47 years old. She's an American politician, nurse, pastor, and Black Lives Matter activist, serving as a U.S. Uh, representative for Missouri's 1st District, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the district includes all of the city of St. Louis and most of St. Louis County as a member of Democratic Party. Um, 
Okay, she beat whoever. I don't really give a shit. So here, here's the thing that I found that was interesting. And this was just in hearing her talk. Now, I would say this about that. I could give two shits about Cori Bush. Okay, I don't care that she's black and she's a woman. I don't, I don't care. But, and I don't even care that her, the way she talks isn't what you would expect out of a politician. Because we could say the same thing about Trump. But she's not even that versed in what she's saying. And so I, I was trying to figure out, okay, so who is she? What is she? Okay, so she was born in 76, uh, went to Cardinal Ritter College Prep High School. She graduated there in 94. Her father, Errol Bush, is an alderman in Northwoods, Missouri, and previously served as mayor. In the summer of 94, she became pregnant after being raped. She chose to have an abortion. Uh, she had a second abortion when she was 19. Now, it doesn't say that why she had that abortion or that it was another rape, but nonetheless, she's got two under her belt. Bush studied at the Harris-Stowe State University for one year and worked at a preschool until 20, 2001. She earned a diploma in, from, in nursing from the Lutheran School of Nursing in 08. From 11 to 14, she served as a pastor at Kingdom Assembly International Church. Now, diploma in nursing, what does that even mean? That means she's like a phlebotomist. She can take blood, entry level. Yeah, so I mean, she's not much of a nurse per se, but I love how that's in her bio. So essentially, I mean, not for nothing, but here's the basis about Cori Bush. She's a regular person that grew up in the suburb of St. Louis. Um, dad was a politician of some sort. Um, she's just a regular chick on the block. Um, probably not the smartest or the brightest bulb in the box, but yet she's representing you in Congress. Now, I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing when you have quote unquote regular folk representing us in Congress. I think that's having someone like her versus a lawyer or someone along those lines isn't necessarily a bad thing. The problem is is when you have people like her and it has nothing to do with her race or party affiliation or anything. I'm just talking about when you have regular folk like her. Then, and I don't know how she grew up, if it was middle class, lower class, I don't know. But she makes, makes a point to let you know that she's not lower class or middle class or you know, <laughs> almost to the point where she's talking about how rich she is. Fair share. Yes, welcome okay, to pay the fair share. What is a fair share? What percentage? So you're saying that 40, you're, you're saying that they're paying their fair share is what you're saying. No, I'm asking what percentage is a this fair share. This is what someone not talking about, the people paying their fair share on ta fair share on taxes. My money is going she obviously taxes, has no fucking clue what she's talking about. Their money should be going it to does. Taxes. Well, it does. I'm trying to understand it, because... You realize the ta effective tax rate on the poor is less than it is on the rich, right? Okay, so first of all, um, I'm not the poor. I'm very close to that line, but I'm not the poor. Okay, so, the so there you go. So she, uh, it's very important to her that she has money. Now, earlier on the clip I played where she said that um, where she used campaign fund up to the allowable amount, then she said she didn't use campaign funds. But, you know, she also played the clip where... Um, where she said, uh, you know, if I have to spend 200000 or whatever, blah, 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 when it's actually 750000 
is the latest uh, tally. So members, they have what they're what's called a members representation represent representational allowance. <laughs> During each session of Congress, each member has a single MRA available to support the conduct of official and representational duties to the district from which elected committee on House Administration Regulation state that the MRA is to use to be paid or is to be used to pay ordinary and necessary expenses incurred by the member or the member's employees within the United States, its territories and possessions in support of these conduct of the member's official and representative duties to the district from which elected. The MRA may only be used for official and representational expenses. The MRA may not be used to pay for any expenses related to activities or events or primarily social in nature, personal expenses, campaign or political expenses, or House Committee expenses. Members may be personally liable for misspent funds or expenditures exceeding the MRA. So before I read on, this has nothing to do with the campaign spending. So there's going to be a toss-up. Is she using her MRA allowance or is she using her campaign funds? I don't know what the MRA is because I think it varies for each member. But nonetheless, I guarantee it's not $750,000. And even if that's over the past two you know, plus years that she's been in Congress, it's... If that number seven hundred fifty thousand, and she spent three hundred plus thousand a year on security, I guarantee you that MRA doesn't cover that. And also, this money, this MRA, is for her to be able to fly back and forth from D.C. to St. Louis or wherever she lives in Missouri. It's not for your personal benefit. It's for official and representative duties to the district. So, the rules governing the MRA include the following restrictions. The MRA may, may be used for only official expenses. The MRA, may, the MRA may not be converted to personal or campaign use or applied toward any unofficial activity. As a general matter, only the MRA and members' personal funds may be used to defray official expenses. House Rule 24 sets forth the prohibition on unofficial office accounts bars the use of private funds or any in-kind support from outside sources for official activities. So in other words, she can't take money from like a, a lobbyist or whatever. In addition to possibility uh, or possibly violating house rules, the misuse of the MRA may also subject a member or employee to criminal prosecution and actions to recover misspent funds. The com uh, Committee on House Administration Governor cert Certifications, uh, documentation and other standards for reimbursement from the MRA that committee's regulations are set forth in the member's handbook. So they give three examples. I th I'm not going to read all three because I personally believe example one is the best option. Okay, so member A, Corey Bush, is a, I'm sorry, the wife. So in, in this reference, it's a wife and assuming the husband's a politician, so we're going to reverse it. So member member A, Corey Bush, uh, is husband is a it says travel agent, so we're going to say security agent. Uh, Bush may not make official travel arrangements or uh, 
security arrangements through his, her husband's agency because he, thus A, would be benefiting monetarily from the expenditure of federal funds. So in other words, I, I know I fucked up that example because so, it says member A's wife is a travel agent, blah, blah, blah. So member, so Corey's husband is supposedly a security specialist. He went, he was in the army and so on and so forth. I'm not doubting that he is or he isn't, okay? I'm not saying that. He might be an elite special force unit and be the best security agent in the, in the whole fucking world. I don't know. Don't care. Beside the point. The point is, is you, Corey Bush, says that he is this. So as him being of such, you may not use him and pay him for official business because he is your spouse. That's how I'm reading the rules. And that's just for the MRA. So maybe she didn't use the MRA and instead is using the campaign funds, thinking, well, you know, I got $10 million in campaign funds, so what does it matter? I'm going to pay my husband, and I think the numbers were uh, 62000 that she paid him, but where did the other 300 you know, whatever thousand come from or go to? I mean... Is she so important? You're you don't you don't matter. You don't mean a hill of beans because you know we're going to defund the police. You're not going to have any security, but I'm going to have security because people are threatening my life. Well, people threaten lives all the day, and they might not actively threaten lives. They might not say I'm going to kill you, but crime is crime, and things just happen. But her life is way more important than hers, and she can afford security. I mean, she can. Not off of her salary because members of Congress only makes one hundred seventy-five thousand base. So, explain to me how a person makes one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars a year, and you can't take what her husband makes because she's paying him. So, out of a, a household that makes one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars a year, um. And your husband makes another sixty, whatever that you pay him. Now, are you paying him out of your hundred seventy-five thousand? Are you paying him out of this MRA? Are you paying him out of your campaign funds? Because I don't think you just have that kind of money. Because we've established that that number is well over two hundred thousand a year, probably closer to three, that has been paid for security, just security. Forget about you know mortgages and light bills and cell phone bills and all the other bullshit. Where's the money? Where did it come from? We're so quick. These people are so quick to throw someone like Donald Trump. And I don't give a shit. You can hate Donald Trump all you want. But these people are so quick to throw somebody like that under the bus for misrepresenting themselves. Which people do all the time in that situation. When you're taking on a loan, you might expand what you actually make just to maybe get a better loan. But you stole Money. By all accounts, she stole money. So what say you, Corey? All right. So enough of that. So it's come to my conclusion that war is only important when it suits the war hawks. Okay? 
Now, why am I saying that? So if I had to ask anyone that's listening right now, if I had to ask you, what what wars are going on right now? What actively, what active conflict is going on right now? Most people will name one because it's recent. They might name two because, you know. So you, you would probably say, well, Ukraine, Russia, that's, you know, been going on for about two years now. Excuse me. You know, it's late, guys. I know it doesn't seem late. It's 3.30, but, you know, old boy got to go to bed. <laughs> so you got Ukraine, Russia, right? Oh, and uh, Israel and Gaza, right? So, yeah, what? Two wars. What's the big deal? Well, what would you do, or what would you say if I told you that another war just killed 50,000 people? And it's not in Ukraine, it's not in Gaza. So, unmarked by global street protest or quarrels over funding in Congress, three years of war in Myanmar, it'll always be Burma to me, oh, have killed an estimated 50,000 people since the army seized power in the Southeast Asia country. The Armed Conflict Location and Event Data Project ranks Myanmar as the most violent of 50 wars it monitors around the world. That's right. There is 50 wars going on right now around this world of ours. You know of two. I mean, depending on where you're hearing this from, you know of two. And when I when I say you, I'm talking about America. Now, surely if you're closer in one of these countries, you probably know that there's more than that. But I, you know what I'm saying. So since February 1st of 21, a coup against elected leader, I'm not even going to try to say this name. <laughs> uh, so uh, the project told Newsweek it estimates the death toll of at least 47,000 in violence in Myanmar since then including at least 8,000 civilians, but says the figures is conservative and that the total death toll could be another 12,000 higher, including uh, a, few, a further 2,000 civilian deaths. The number of attacks by military over the past year have been massive, but there has been a kind of increase with the rebels taking over more and more territory at the end of the year. Myanmar's inf uh, information ministry did not answer phone calls to seek comment. Fighting in Myanmar intensified last year as an alliance of insurgent groups made major gains against forces of junta leader mm, Ming Aung Haung, who is under Western sanctions and gets weapons primarily from Russia and China. The United Nations say some 2.3 million people have been displaced by this war. Now, real quick, it's interesting because before I read on, just says Western sanctions. So that means they're probably sanctioned by the U.S. Not that you would know that because it's not on every news channel that we have sanctions against Myanmar. But they're also getting weapons from China and Russia. So... With knowing that China and Russia are involved, how come we're not involved? Usually, if China or Russia are in the mix, we got to be right there. Like, hey, hey, you can't do that, right? Now, I don't know that Myanmar is a NATO country, and this sounds kind of like a civil war, but it also kind of sounds kind of Vietnamish or Korea-ish or Afghanish. Is that that a word? Afghanish. And by that, I mean 
China supplying the Viet Cong with weaponry or the North uh, Koreans with weaponry or you see what I'm saying? And we got involved with that. So why aren't we involved with this? And I'm not I'm not saying that we need to be, trust me. But my point is, is we pick and choose the ones that seem to be important. Now, we flash back to Ukraine and all the talk that we talked about on this show about Ukraine and why we were so involved and felt to be so involved was many different reasons. We had plenty of conspiracy theories. I don't even want to say conspiracies. Maybe they're just theories. And by that being Hunter Biden's role with Burisma, is Zelensky covering for the Bidens? Uh, was it the, the, bioweapon, the bioweapon labs in Ukraine? And that's why we had to be involved because Putin was exposing. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing out the different scenarios as to why we give a shit about Ukraine. We want to say, oh, it's a sovereign nation and, and Russia's invading and blah, blah, blah. And I can give you the counter to that and whatever. And then we say the same thing about maybe China is going to invade Taiwan and Taiwan this and China that. And, you know, we talk about Israel and Gaza. You know, Israel has the right to defend itself. But in the meantime, Israel can just go in there and lay waste to these people killing 24 some on thousand uh, Palestinians. And oh, by the way, they were just told by the world court last Friday to huh, knock it off. And what did they do over the weekend? Killed another 500 people. So, but nothing to see here. So obviously, wars in general don't mean shit to these people. It's about the wars that are important. Like, why do we care about Israel and Gaza? Why do we care about Ukraine and Russia? Because obviously it can't be because Russia's there, because Russia's here. And we're not batting an eye at this. Or the other 40-some-odd wars. <laughs> I, I don't know, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sleepy. I'm going to go ahead and end the show. See ya. No. Um, <laughs> it's like I start talking, and I just get sleepy. Sorry. So, anyway, Mike, I talked about, talked about the other day um, that we, the, America, um, the Americas, are funding these illegals. We... We are constantly uh, throwing money at this situation. Now, here's another bill that's going to pass here in the next. If it, I think it actually might have passed today, but um, nonetheless, I'm going to play this uh, and and we'll talk about it here on the backside. The sociopaths in Congress Ooh. are currently trying to Pat. sneak in a bill that combines welfare benefits for illegals crossing the border with crony corporate tax cuts to sweeten the deal. Republicans are trying to slip this Trojan horse past their voters by calling it tax relief, in case you thought there was actually a good party in Washington. My colleagues Richard Stern and Preston Brashers have been on the top of this little gem that would cost us $155 billion per year if it passes. So what is the bill and what does it do? Called the Tax Relief for American and Workers Act, very Orwellian. The bipartisan bill, meaning the uniparty bill, gives millions of illegal immigrants welfare benefits. Of course, also for the millions more who are currently on their way. You would think such a bill would have zero chance of passing Congress that Republicans would stop it. 
and enter the lobbyists because the rest of the bill is a laundry list of lobbyist-approved tax breaks like retroactive depreciation and a nudge in Section 163 business amortization. I know, gripping stuff, but it pays the bills. It's even got a bizarre break slashing royalties tax on residents of Taiwan from 30% to 10% in case you wonder why lobbyists make the big bucks. So welcome to America's new ruling coalition, illegal immigrants and corporate lobbyists, two parties united. Of course, the bill authors are aware that Washington is currently running a $2.7 trillion deficit that will bankrupt our country, with Congress's own bean counters projecting $145 trillion, with a T, of national debt by 2053. So to cover the fact that this bill is adding to that to the tune of potentially trillions, they resort to Washington-level accounting fraud. Namely, they cancel a failed COVID-era employee retention credit that has paid out $230 billion, much of it fraudulent. Instead of simply winding down the program and admitting that they effed up, they label the long-overdue wind-down as $78 billion in savings and hand that to illegals and lobbyists. It's worth noting that those $78 billion in savings are more than that program was supposed to cost in the first place, so they promised a handout. They actually handed out $200 billion more than promised, and then they stopped handing it out and called that an extra $78 billion left over for their clients. Welcome to Washington. So now that bill did pass today. It passed the House. That's what I was looking at while that was playing. Uh, it passed the House today. So it goes to the Senate, then to the president, and so on and so forth. So, and it, I looked because it popped up earlier today. I think only 70 nays. Now, of course, it's being played out there. Look, we passed this bill through, you know, however many 300 whatever yays to 70 whatever nays. And it's being labeled as a child tax credit. Oh, we're increasing the child tax credit from when Trump lowered it. Okay. Now, supposedly that is in here. But... It's not, it, just know whenever a law is passed, it's not, it, it's not 100% exactly what they're talking about. It is also more, what do they call it? Adding pork, right? They add the pork to the situation. And, um, <laughs> it, it just drives me crazy that to know that you're going to have Republican Congress people come out and say, oh, this was the best thing ever. We increased the child tax credit. We fixed this with the corporate tax thing, and we fixed that, and everything's great. But what about, like this guy was saying, about the $200 billion going to these entities and these handouts? Now, I've talked about this, I think it was a week or so ago, where I told you about the Border Patrol agent that come out and said that they are stopping these people at the border, then they're getting a $3,000 gift, or not gift card, but like a Visa debit card, and a plane ticket or a bus ticket to wherever in the hell they want to go, you know, where's the money coming from? Well, I think we know. Uh, you and me. And then we're in a deficit. So this start started me thinking about this. And I was like, is it really a deficit? Now, the deficit isn't, the deficit essentially is the interest Okay, that we owe to the Rothschilds or to the central bank or whatever you want to call it. But here's the thing. 
So I started thinking of it from a me standpoint, and you can probably identify with this. No matter how much money you make or don't make at your job, whatever. Let's say, I've done this math before, but let's just say you make $1,000 a week, okay? So you make you you make four thousand. Let's say you even bring home four thousand dollars a month. Now I know that might be a lot, and there's probably some people that don't do that. I don't do that, but just for easy math, we're going to say four thousand a month. Okay, even if it's between you and your wife, it's four thousand a month. Let's even go that down that road. Let's say, let's say you're lucky and your rent's only a thousand. Okay, and that leaves you three grand. Your car payments, let's say you have two cars, like, you know, most your average family probably has two cars. Let's say they both have a car payment, and you're paying 800 a month, okay? So, then you got electricity, so let's just say that's 200 That leaves you two grand. Uh, you both got cell phones, more than likely. And if you're like most Americans, you probably got to have the updated version of whatever, whether it's iPhone or Samsung or whatever. And uh, so let's say your bill, just two of y'all, let's say your bill's uh, 200 Okay, damn, Don, that's a lot. I'm basing this off of kind of my bill because my phone bill is like four. But, you know, we got four phones. We got two Apple Watches. We got a couple iPads and so on and so forth. Both say 200 So 18 So what's that? We got... Rent, car, electric, phone, okay, car insurance, right? So your car insurance should probably run you at least 200 I would guess, 1600 So you know, you're like, oh, 1600 for the rest of the month. That's good. Okay, well, it is good if you don't have any credit cards. So let's assume you don't. Let's assume you don't have any credit cards. And you have to pay groceries. And it's just, let's say it's just you and your wife. You don't have any kids. And let's say you spend... $300 a month on groceries. If you're like me and my wife, you don't cook a lot because of the way we work. So 1300 but, you know, it's your wife, so you love her. You want to go out to dinner at least once a week because you love your wife and, you know, you're tired. You guys don't want to cook, so you go out to dinner. So once a week, uh, if you have a drink or two and you eat a decent meal, I'm not even talking about anywhere crazy expensive, you're looking at $100 for dinner. So that's another four. And that's conservative, another four. So now you've got $900 left. Now you need gas. So let's say between the two of you guys, you spend $80 a week in gas. So that's another 320 So now we're down to $580 left. Now, assuming you don't have any credit cards that you have to pay something on, you have $580 a month, which is... It's not the best, but it's you're not in debt. You have a surplus of $580. But now the tires blew out on your car. You got to replace them. Or you blew a water pump. Or something along those lines. And that's going to run you $600, $1,000. Well, shit, I only have $580. So now that one credit card that I have that I don't have anything on, I'm going to go ahead and put it on that. Now, even though you're it's on a credit card and you might be paying that bill every month, you're $1,000 in debt. Okay? 
And then if you don't pay that off when that credit card bill comes, you're going to gain interest. You're going to gain. You're going to, you know what I'm saying? So you are technically in debt. That's basically how, what we're in. But if you don't have credit cards, now let's just assume that you don't have credit cards. Your credit's not that great. You don't have credit cards. It, it happens. Then what do you do? You don't get the car fixed. You don't eat. You you don't pay your cell phone bill. You don't do something. But we, America, managed to say, eh, so we're 20, 30, whatever trillion dollars in debt. Eh, what are you going to do? Pass another bill. Pass another bill. We're just going to give money out. We're just handing it out left and right. And it makes me wonder, how in debt are we really? Is is all of this just a facade? Is the <laughs> is inflation? Is all of this just I mean, I don't want to say it's make believe because we go to the store, we buy the food, we buy whatever, but it's kind of like my philosophy is this. Food companies. Now, okay, I don't I don't even want to blame the grocery stores or like Walmart or anything like that because they're essentially only going by what they're paying for the product. So whatever the product is and whoever they're getting it from, it costs them money. It costs Walmart and your grocery store money to have that product in their store, right? Well, if the manufacturers of that food keep raising the price every month, or not, maybe not every month, but every year, hopefully not every month, then obviously the grocery stores are going to have to raise their price too, so when when that happens we still go to the store and we still buy shit okay now i've been saying this for a while now what's the one way that we could what could we as consumers do to maybe make a change stop buying the shit well don we have to eat you do you do have to eat you don't have to eat crap food you don't have to eat. You don't have to go out to eat. You don't have to uh, buy the brand name stuff. You don't have to buy a cake. You can bake a cake. You can, you know what I'm saying? There's little things you can do that you just stop spending money on. And then what happens is the, the product becomes surplus. It comes extra. That's the only way the prices will drop because as long as people keep buying the shit, and let's say it was a dollar, now it's two dollars, now it's three dollars, now it's five dollars, as long as people keep buying it, they're gonna keep raising the prices. And they're not raising them a dollar at a time. It might be ten cents, it might be twenty cents. It's probably something that you don't even realize until that one dollar amount changes. Like if it's four ninety nine and now it's five thirty nine. You might be like, "Oh shit, five thirty nine but if it was four fifty nine it went to four ninety nine you probably wouldn't even noticed it's not until that front dollar moves. I don't know, it's just something I was thinking about. take it for what it's worth <laughs> so a couple of things, then we'll get out of here real quick um quick update on the uh sex on the uh Senate sex tape right now we talked about this it was back in December. you had uh the uh, the guy getting butt fucked there on the on the dossier right I don't know his name uh, congressional staffer staffer uh, videotaped himself I don't know if he posted it on like uh, on a on a website or whatever but 
So uh, he was a staff member of Ben Cardin from uh, Maryland, was later fired over the video. Um, well, no worries, because essentially, it's like he did it in front of the senators. He broke in, him and his little boyfriend there, broke in, had a little butt fun, and recorded it. And, uh, you know, no no charges. Capitol Police aren't going to file any charges. So I guess it's just fitting that, you know, we constantly get fucked by the Senate. So they're kind of used to it. So what's the big deal? Um, you know, better him getting ass fucked than me or you, I guess. Right. I guess is the way they looked at it. I don't know. But uh, so, yeah, no charges. Nothing to see here. Uh, go about your business. OK, so. Now, another thing I was thinking about, so while I'm at work now, uh, I don't know if I've told you guys this, but Christopher J. McGillicuddy uh, has moved on. He is no longer with us. No, he did not die. Uh, (laughs) He lives in Tennessee now, so we don't quite talk quite as often. But uh, nonetheless, I'm not crying. You're crying. But um, (laughs) I started thinking about this while I was working. And I believe that I have figured out the left's obsession with Nikki Haley. And it's that she reminds them of Clinton. The way she carries herself, her uh, predisposition to war, her love for money, and the fact that she's even cheated on her husband. Now, I know what you're thinking. Don, Hillary didn't cheat on Bill. That's right. Fuck that bitch. Um, Well, I wasn't talking about Hillary. I was actually talking about Bill. Hey, what you talking about there, buddy? Yeah, so now I got a couple stories here. So we know for a fact, it's not me making this up. This isn't like a D-Time exclusive. And I'm not creating conspiracy theories. We have an exclusive. Nikki Haley did cheat on husband Michael, had affairs with her comms consultant, and a married South Carolina lobbyist before she became governor, sworn affidavits and new witnesses claim. Nikki Haley, 51, denied claims she cheated on her husband, Michael, before becoming South Carolina governor in 2010, saying she was 100% faithful. Now, multiple GOP insiders tell the DailyMail.com that they were intimately aware of Haley's infidelity at the time, saying it was a totally out in the open. Communications consultant Will Folks, 49, and lobbyist Larry Martian, 61, both signed affidavits in 2010, alleging they had sexual relationships with Haley. Now, I don't know if it was at the same time or at different times. Not sure. But she has falsely denied cheating on her husband when uh, was at, uh, accused of engaging in two extramarital affairs during her gubernatorial campaign. Multiple sources who worked with her claim. New witnesses have come forward telling the Daily Mail that Haley's denials of two alleged 20 08 affairs are false and that supposed uh, triests were brazen and widely known among the South Carolina, uh, Carolina politicos. Folk and Marchin both signed affidavits saying they had sexual relations before she went on to become governor. While the contents in the affidavits were described by major news outlets at the time, this uh, is the first time they have been published outside of Folk's own documents, which he published to on his blog. Haley 51 both denied it, uh, both denied both at the time, saying she was 100% faithful to the father of her two children and husband of 28 years, who, by the way, Michael Haley was deployed in Afghanistan. Now, this is my one of my biggest problems with her, is that you can have a whore like this. It's bad enough when 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 a whore cheats on her husband. 
it's 120% worse when that husband is deployed overseas, whether he's fighting and he's toting a gun or if he's sitting in an office in Afghanistan. It doesn't matter. And then, furthermore, it was uh, her comms consultant. So that's, you know, someone that helped her with her speeches and whatnot. And um, a lobbyist. So someone that probably helped fund her campaign. So kind of makes you wonder what she did for those funds. Now, this was interesting. The other day, this this came across. You have a... Uh, let me see if I can play this. I don't know if there's going to be a commercial or not. So I'll hit the play button and see what happens. And nothing is happening. Nothing. Nothing. Come on. Of course. I knew it would be a commercial. I knew it would be a commercial. It was that long, and we're still going to have a fucking commercial. Jesus. You know what? We've got a lot on the line here. We really do. And you look at what's happening in this election. Yes. <laughs> Are you going to vote for me? So I don't know if you heard that. He goes, uh, Nikki. She's like, yes. And he's like, will you marry me? <laughs> Are you going to vote for me? Now he says, he goes on to say, no, I'm voting for Trump. And she says, get out of here. But now my question is, if he has said yes, what would he have gotten for that? What do you got, a little sloppy knobby? What do you uh, got, a quickie behind the the uh, the curtain there? You know, I don't know, little little cigar play, you know. <laughs> but um, that's the kind of person she is. Is it's it's about it's all about her. It's what can you do for me now? Her comms guy, I don't know what he looks like, what he is, and how you know whatever it doesn't matter. But the lobbyist is the one that makes me interested because he's 61, or he is he or was he 61? I guess is the best question here. I'm assuming he is 61. So this is 2010. So this is what 14 years ago. She was 37. He was 47. So okay. I'm thinking he was 61 and she was 47, but he's saying 61 now and saying she was 51 now. And I know that's her age now, but nonetheless. Um, was it a situation with that lobbyist? Like, well, I can donate to your campaign if you donate to this dick. You know what I'm saying? Just asking a question. But now, this broke the other day, Republican mega donor Ken Griffin gave $5 million to a super PAC backing Haley. So I don't know. I wonder if any allegations have come out over uh, over Ken Griffin's fat donation. I wonder if she had to work anything for that. And I'm just just asking questions, guys. Just asking some questions. That's all I'm asking, man. Some questions. Um. Okay, so two more things, and we'll get out of here, guys, real quick. And this is uh, what I'm going to call the uh, fun fact of the day. I don't know how fun it is, but it is a fact. So, this, uh, the hell was that? <laughs> this broke today. Uh, the global cancer cases are expected to rise by more than 75% by the year 2050, according to the World Health Organization. So, let's see. Wonder why that is. Well, we've done stories about how the vaccine is causing what they're calling a turbo cancer. So people that probably either didn't have cancer or maybe were predisposed to having cancer 
whether it was through their family lines or maybe they had cancer and had beaten it when it's a remission or whatever, but then they got the, the vaccines, it like caused what they called a turbo cancer. For example, I, my mom's boyfriend, um, vaccinated, da, 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 letter seemed to be relatively healthy. I mean, granted he was an older gentleman, but seemed relatively healthy. They went to the gym all the time, was always on the treadmill, always out and about, got cancer, was gone. Like within a, I don't even, I think within two months was dead. Had, didn't have cancer before. I, it, was it vaccine related? I don't know, but it is interesting to, to wonder because they're saying that more than 5 billion people worldwide, worldwide have received a dose of the COVID-19 vaccine equal to about 72.3% of the world's population. And the WHO is saying that um, 75% will have cancer by 2050. Now, that's not to say that 55 or 5.55 billion people are fully vaccinated, but at least one dose, 72% of 72.3% of the world's population has had at least one dose of the vaccine. And one to do you. All right, guys. Now, if you're watching this on Rumble, there I have a, a, a segment that I do on my show. I don't do it all the time. I do it periodically. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's called this. My lawn, damn kids. Get off my lawn, damn kids. Mm. Yeah, it's called my Get Off My Lawn segment, brought to you in part by me. Um, essentially, we Chris came up with this because I'll go into a rant, okay, and I'll sit there and I'll be like, you know, we'll really, you know, some people say, oh, it really grinds my gears, or what really does this, or really does that. And, I'll, you know, I'll go off about whatever the subject is. And uh, it could be, I mean, simple shit. It'd be like turn, you know, people are not using their turn signal. People doing this or people doing that or people wearing masks in their car by themselves. Those types of things is what I talk about. And um, I, uh, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, so he was like, "You sound like an old man telling the kids get off my lawn," you know. So I was like, "Okay, we'll just call this the get off my lawn segment." Okay, so today's version. I don't do this every day. I don't do it all the time. It's just when something really just pisses me off, I, I go into. I'm okay. There, there's my, uh, there's my get off my lawn segment. So, what it is today is this. Do you ever, I'm sure you do, but, and you might even do it yourself. So if you do, sorry about your luck. But I cannot stand it when people say, oh, today's my Friday and it's Wednesday. Or, oh, today's my Saturday and it's Friday. And it, it reminded me, you know, it re-engineered my hatred of this phrase. And I, I, I'm an asshole. Hi, I'm Don, and I'm an asshole. But I can't stand when people do that because it's not. Okay, so today's Thursday. I'm leaving work. Someone goes, oh, man, how was it today? I was pretty good, you know, whatever. Oh man, at least tomorrow's Friday. Or is it your Friday or is it is it not your Friday? Well, tomorrow's Friday, so it's my Friday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and and I know what he meant. Like are you off on Saturday? So tomorrow being Friday would be your Saturday. Um 
No, tomorrow's my Friday. I mean, I still got to work Saturday, but tomorrow is Friday, so it's my Friday. <laughs> it's not what I meant, but you don't. You might want to punch me. I used to, when I was working this place I work at, um, I used to be on a split work week, so I was off Wednesdays and Sundays. And you guys probably remember that was I was doing the show back then. So I had two Fridays, <laughs> but I only had one Saturday. So I don't know. That drives me crazy. So if you ever see me, don't ask me because you're not going to like the response. If it's Friday, it's Friday. It's not Thursday. It's not Saturday. It's Friday. Today is Thursday, February 1st, 2024. It's not my Friday or my Wednesday. It's fucking Thursday. And tomorrow is Friday. And the next day is Saturday. I learned that in fucking kindergarten. Sugar water. All right, guys, <laughs> that's all I got for you today. Please make sure whatever whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please make sure that you're following the show, you subscribe to the show, and then most importantly, you share the show with your friends. And then uh, if you're on Spotify or Apple, if you could please leave a rating, preferably a five-star, that helps the show out, and a comment that does even better, gets us in that algorithm, and it'll be like, oh, shows you, you might like this. So if you could please help me out, it doesn't cost you a penny for you to do that. If you do want to spend a little bit of money, though, you can scroll down a little bit there. You see where it says DTOM Store. Click the link there, guys. Check out stuff. We got all sorts of stuff. I got whiskey glasses, T-shirts, sweatshirts. I got it all. I got uh, I got license plate frames. I got swim trunks. I got gym shorts. I got teddy bears. I got fucking teddy bears. <laughs> check it out, guys. I try to keep the cost down as much as I can. It is free shipping in the United States stuff usually ships out within a week so I mean you order today you'll get it this today today you'll get it today no you get it about a week from today so other than that guys follow us on social media don't turn on America on Facebook Instagram true social and the ticker talker and on the Twitter X machine at dtom underscore 1775 and if you are so inclined you can um, check us out at don't tread on America on dot uh, com, and um, you can message me at any of those situations. I, I swear to God, I really hate computers. I, that might be my next motherfucking uh, segment. <laughs> but anyway, uh, don't tread on America dot com, guys. From any of those situations on social media or the website, you can reach out to me. And ask me anything, talk to me, whatever. I know I'm still fumbling around here. My my podcasts are usually a little more tight than this, but I'm still fucking with this uh, whole rumble situation here, guys. So please, don't hold it against me. And uh, spread the word. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Sunday. <laughs>